Welcome to episode 83 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. Hello, hello. As I said, this is episode 83. I am your host, D. Stacey Harris, and today we are talking with Jacqueline Mullen about running a multi-passionate business. And it's really interesting because we have uh, kind of similar backgrounds. Uh, we both came from music and, and that kind of space uh, in different ways. She's a singer. I was an audio engineer. But it's really cool to sort of see the evolution. Uh, and really, we both kind of talk about the impact that had on uh, us being entrepreneurs and what we do now. It's a really, really cool episode. I really enjoyed it. I want to invite you to come over to the show notes page, thestacyharris.com slash episode 83. Check out all the links uh, we mentioned. There's a link there, of course, to check out the Business Amplifier Mastermind, which we are starting soon. Uh, so take action now. Get your application in uh, and 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 join us for making your business better this year. Uh, and uh, when it fills up also, we have uh, another one running in January. Uh, so that is available as well. So check out uh, the Business Amplifier business amplifier mastermind check out Jacqueline be sure to connect with her and uh, of course enjoy the episode here you go all right everybody I'm super excited because we are talking about multi-passions today and incorporating them in your business and if that's possible and this is something that comes up so much uh, as you guys know I'm a part of uh, Marie Forleo's B-School uh, I took it a couple of years ago and I'm, an, I'm a pretty active part of the community uh, and so I see it a lot in that community, but I also see it a lot in all of my other communities. It's even come up right here in the Hit the Mic community before. Uh, so I'm excited to have Jacqueline on the show today to talk about that. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. It's a pleasure to be here. And we connected through Young Female Entrepreneurs. Yes, we did. That's I love this, the way the internet works. It's so many circles <laughs> overlapped. I know. I was talking to somebody not too long ago, and I was like, you know, the internet makes the world really a really small space. Because I'm like, I kind of know some people from like lots of, they, it all kind of overlaps. For sure. And I then of course go- we know each other through B-School as well. Yes, yes. Because um, that's, that's how this too. kind of topic came up, is we both had noticed it had been there a lot in B-School. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why I even signed up for B-School was because I could identify with Marie Forleo saying she was multi-passionate. So that was like a sigh, like a huge sign of relief for me. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, because, well, really me, I do it all the time. Um, I want to take a second and have you introduce yourself. Absolutely. So for those of you who are listening, my name is Jacqueline Mullen, and I am a performing artist turned entrepreneur. Um, and I, I love to share that because I have graduated from stand-up comedy school. I have a bachelor's of music degree, but I have a business. I actually, for the past four years... I'm Los Angeles-based, but I've had a social media marketing consulting agency, and now I'm launching a brand called Startups and Stilettos, which really focuses on helping um, female entrepreneurs at various levels of their businesses with marketing support, mindset support, um, yada, yada, yada. So I still perform out in LA at least once or twice a year, and I speak, I write, and this whole topic of being multi-passionate is really, really um important and personal to me. So I want to try to help provide some ease and comfort, but strategy too, for those of you who are multi-passionate listening in. Well, and I think one of the things I really love about your background is it's such a great reminder. And, and this comes up for maybe it resonates with me because I'm this way, but it doesn't really matter what your background is. All of your experience matters 
because your performance background makes you a you know that much better speaker or you know presenter. Um, it all kind of ties together, no matter where it came from. Uh, you know, you bring up a really valid point, and I think it's something that just in general, no matter where we are in the journey as female entrepreneurs, the reason why it's important for us to really embrace that and believe that is because we also have young women who are in high school or middle school who have these like talents mm-hmm. that that I don't want them to shelve or we don't want them to shelve just because they don't feel like they can make a career out of it. There are ways that you can use your talents and your skills in business for sure. It's absolutely true. I mean, I, I worked when I first got out of school, as I, I think pretty much everyone who listens to the show knows, um, I went to school to be an audio engineer. So I went to school to make records because that's what you do when you don't actually have any musical ability, but you want to make records is you become an audio engineer. And, and I have, you know, braggy here i have a perfect ear i can tune any pretty much anything by ear um it it just it was a skill set i was very adept to and um after i got out of school i worked for a record label and my whole job was to go to local shows here in phoenix and sign bands to the label and the and the radio station that the label ran it was a terrible job for a 19 year old girl i mean i it was just <gasps> miserable awful it's, it was a real struggle for me um, as I'm sure you all can agree, it was just terrible. But it's funny because the stuff I learned in in pitching those bands and trying to get them to do what I wanted to do, and and then to pitch people to listen to the station, um, was so much of what I do now. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like I built a community around these bands, and I built communities around the station, and I I built um. I you know I got people involved because they wanted to be a part of something bigger, which was this local sort of movement. And it's funny because in some days I'm like I'm so far away from where I used to be, and then I'm like I pretty much just do it in a different market now. <laughs> like it's the same thing. It's funny how those things kind of crop up for you over and over again. Absolutely, and like here we are both with these music backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I was the singer, and my whole thing is that the internet is a stage. The internet is a stage, which is why a lot of people are finding that their skills are very transferable to mm-hmm. online marketing. It's, it's absolutely true. I think of that with this show, um, you know, when I do live shows and webinars, which are really more live show than anything else, um, it's, it is, it's a performance. You get up and you speak. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I suggest, and we're kind of getting off track, and I swear I'll get back, but um, I kind of suggest people who want to start speaking to do a podcast and to do webinars and video because it's a really good practice to getting on stage and it's likely that you will talk to more people through a podcast than attend your speaking engagement because more people are going to download a podcast than can fit in the room. Yeah, it's true. And so, you know, it's a really great place to start and and try out your content um as you as you get into doing that stuff. So, okay, so let me shift back to talking about multi-passionate entrepreneurs because I I think it's such an important topic. So, I am a big believer that a lot of people are are sort of just using this terminology because they like lots of stuff. Um, And so I want to know, what is your definition of being a multi-passionate entrepreneur? Well, I definitely think it starts with the passion part. So I just had a real life experience happen to me this past weekend where a young lady approached me and she's like, you know, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm an artist. I write. I speak. And I'm a health coach. How do I combine all of these things into one business or brand and make money? They seem really disjointed for me. So I think that that's common when you're multi-passionate 
Um, you, there's various ways you like to communicate. So you may very well like being able to write and want to get paid to write. You might like public speaking. You might have a, what would be considered a hobby subject that you're really interested in, uh, maybe beauty, fitness, fashion, whatever it may be. And at the same time, you want to figure out how to make a business from that. So you, you have a wide variety of interests. And when you attempt each of these things, you like them and you seem to do well. So there's this challenge with regard to what do I pick first or how do these things thread together versus somebody who has a very specific skill set like, you know, a plumber. The plumber is not going to really deviate from perhaps plunging a toilet or fixing a pipe or whatever you may be. It's a very like um, single track, like focused skill set and career path versus multi-passionate. Did that definition help? I think that's a really, I think that's a really clear point. And I think the key there is sort of your ability to bring it together. I think that's where the disjoint is for people. I think a lot of times you think multi-passionate, maybe they run multiple businesses or you know what I mean? Oh, that's quite common too. Yeah. When it comes down to it, is there a way to bring it together? And so that's my next question for you. Does, if I have all of these sort of passions, do I have a couple of businesses or can I house this in one brand? There's a couple of rules. I mean, first of all, there's no one size fits all solution. So I truly think that it is up to each individual's personality. Some people can be multi-passionate and multitask and manage very well. Some people can be multi-passionate, but they can't get, you know, one thing off the ground, let alone five. So I really think it's a matter of one of my rules of thumb is just because you're passionate about it doesn't mean it will be profitable. Mm-hmm. Now, the the opposite end of that spectrum is just because it's profitable doesn't mean you'll be passionate about it. So in business, there's a little bit of give and take. There are going to be moments that your passion flame may wane a little, um, but you have to really be able to like see it through. And I think that's what initially happens. People might start with two or three things, multi-passionate people. And as the going gets tough, they'll see that whatever they're not really truly committed to will kind of fall to the wayside. And that's okay because that's how you know what your hobby is versus what you want to make your business. Well, and I think another important part of that is some of that falling off is the evolution of your business. Absolutely. Um, And I talked about this a couple of episodes ago with someone and we talked about sort of, it's okay for your business to evolve. You know, my business doesn't look anything like it did when I first started. Um, and, part of for me managing sort of having all of these different things was branding myself as me and just sort of fully embracing the Stacey Harris and and fitting all of those things into that bubble and so now I'm able to do and talk about social media but I also talk about marketing and I also talk about business development um, because it sort of makes sense under my umbrella Um, and then I talk about it in different ways. I write about it as little as possible, but I do write about it. Um, there'll even be a book one day. Uh, one day. and uh, But I do this podcast because I like to speak about it and I like to connect to people. I'm adding more video because I like to do the tutorials and I like to sort of connect that way. Um, I think finding those little ways to bring in the things you like to do is a really key piece. Is, is there any sort of example for you in your business on how you sort of brought in those little pieces and just how you execute? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, um, I had to get really, really clear on what I was going to do and offer to make money initially, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm multi-passionate. I love speaking. I love writing. 
but it's just this year that I've gotten able to, I've been able to monetize those skills. So initially yeah, starting that takes out, time. yeah. And, you know, I think the thing is coming from a creative background, I knew that I could, cre- that I could generate a lot of ideas. So the next step was, okay, personally, how do I execute on these ideas and how do I monetize my ability to create ideas for people? Um, so I think the thing that's nice about being multi-passionate is it's your unique selling proposition. It can differentiate you from other people in your field, which is what I found as a consultant when I started meeting with clients and everything, whether they were lawyers or whether they owned a Pilates studio or they had a food business, they really liked the fact that I came from that performing arts background, that I spoke you know, with such confidence, that I was able to come up with ideas that they would never have thought of in a million years. And I was able to say, okay, here are the steps we need to take to make these ideas happen. And I could juggle different personalities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was like really, that took me a good three years worth of just really committing to that and being able to say to myself through like a vision board, through journaling, through other mediums, that being able to get paid for my other passions was going to come if I committed to, you know, this first um, way to monetize my skill set. I think that's a really, really great point is that it may not happen all at once. Yes. Sort of that first step. I know for me, it's certainly been that way. Uh, like you, I'm a big idea person. I'm really good at thinking up ideas. Um, and so when I shifted to social media management, I loved that part of it. Um, but I also, I also executed those ideas cause I did management and I knew that I would get to a point where I got to just do the strategy stuff, but for my strategy consulting to be effective, I felt that I needed to work those systems and know how they were going to execute, and I was able to do that in a variety of ways by doing management. So now when I get clients who I'm consulting with, I can confidently say, hey, check out XYZ. This has really worked for me in the past in, a, in assorted industries because I had really tested those theories. Um, so I think that's a really great point of that sort of one thing can lead to the other thing and the bigger thing or whatever that next step is. And this is often what ends up happening when you're multi-passionate. You don't, sometimes it can be so overwhelming or frustrating that you don't pick one thing to start. Mm-hmm. And instead you just, you might stay in that full-time job, you know, much longer because you're like, well, I don't know what to start with. I don't know how to take the first plunge or the first step. But I always encourage everybody, back to your point, everything is going to evolve and shift. So you might think that you want to be a yoga teacher, artist, health Mm -hmm. coach, writer, and speaker. But when you actually put in that effort towards it, it may very well change. So you just have to get started. And I always tell people that um, if you pick, let's say, writing as an example of one of the multi-passions that you're going to try to monetize, and yet you still want to do yoga and you still want to teach... express yourself artistically, then continue with your yoga practice in class, continue going to art classes, and when the time is right, figure out a way to then incorporate that into your personal brand, to your point and example, Stacey, because I think it does boil down to the personal brand as the umbrella. Well, I think a really great reminder, too, is that it doesn't matter what you do, you have a personal brand. You know, I think especially in the day and age of social media and the internet, um, I don't care if you're an employee, an employer, uh, a, st- a stay-at-home mom. I don't. You have a brand. You have a representation of yourself online for judgment by other people. That's a brand. 
And so being really aware that no matter what you're doing, you have that. Uh, and A, protecting it and treating it the way you should, uh, which is a big thing for me and a whole other rant. But um, but that you that's not a scary thing. It's not something you have to make up. It's it's there. It's it's who you are. And I think you know building a personal brand, in my opinion, is one of the easiest things to do because it, it's just you. You don't have to separate yourself from it as much. Uh, but I think realizing that that personal brand is there, whether you're a multi-passionate person who works for three different companies or who umbrellas it all under your own brand. I mean, absolutely. And just to touch on that, with the personal brand thing, it's personal. Mm -hmm. Like, underline that word, bold that word. Because what ends up happening is when we first start out, you know, we look up to certain people. We want to emulate certain people. And, you know, you see a lot of this in the Internet. People want to replicate somebody else's brand. Mm -hmm. But the people who are where they are, that's because they embraced what made them unique and different. They didn't go around trying to model something somebody else had already done. So the sooner you can be an individual, that's where these multi-passions really come in. The sooner you can embrace and talk about what makes you different, the sooner you might be in their shoes versus trying to replicate what they've already done. I think that's a really great point. And I, I think it also speaks to the idea of of remembering not to over filter your own brand. You know, I've talked about this with a couple of guests before and it's something I talk about with clients all the time. Sometimes when you water down your brand your brand so much that so that more people like you, no one likes you because it, it just doesn't resonate with anyone. Sometimes it's sort of pushing some people back is what's gonna attract those people that are a fit. So don't worry too much about your personal brand uh, sort of not jiving with people. Because I think that's always one of the things that's hard about a personal brand is when people don't like it, it's they don't like you. It's that feeling, um, which is hard, hard, and it's it always sucks. But I think remembering that um, some pushback is necessary for some, for there to be a brain that's that's getting a pull to anybody. Absolutely. And I think this, you know, ties back to the multi-passionate piece because it's more of like a quality over quantity thing. Mm -hmm. And so the more you are able to identify your multi-passions and attract quality people who share those same interests, mm -hmm. I think the better off you'll be in the long term in terms of building a community and connecting with people who will go and tell their friends, oh my gosh, this person's so cool. Like Stacy's so cool. She has a podcast. She has an audio engineering background. She's, you know, a wife. She was in B school. Like that's what we like to relate to people no different in person than on the internet as well. It's true. And, and I think bringing in those other passions, you know, one of the things I've just started sort of getting passionate about is, is art and painting and drawing. And it's something I've always wanted to try. And I just started doing at the sort of push of my friend, uh, Carrie over at carefulsense.com uh, because we went to an event together in February and she was telling me about her art and I'm like, I've always wanted to try that. And so she was like, so try it. Um, and it's funny because randomly I'll post like, oh, I'm painting today. And it's, it has nothing to do with my business, like nothing. It's It's not a part of my passion sort of grouping that is ever going to make me money. Um, but sharing that passion, even though it doesn't make me money, is part of what makes my brand unique is what part a part of what makes me unique um so i think that's a really important part to talk about with multi-passions is 
although you're sharing them all, they don't all have to make you money. They can just be a part of who you are as a person and still be really relevant to your brand and your sharing. Because I think people, especially in this day and age, like seeing a more whole person instead of just a really filtered, targeted spectrum. What do you think about sort of including the stuff that doesn't necessarily make you money? I mean, I think Oprah has done that. You know, in terms of speaking about like a prime, multi-passionate person, uh, you know, Oprah started off as a broadcast journalist, you know, we knew that she was passionate about fitness. She shared or fitness and health. She very transparently shared her fitness weight loss struggle. She's, she's done that throughout her life. Then we learned a little bit more about her relationships. Then we learned a little bit more about her desire to give back and her philanthropic efforts. When we look at all of those things, I mean, what makes Oprah money? Fundamentally, it's the production company that she has. It was when she was an on-air talent. But by sharing all of those things, it made her so much more relatable than if she'd only been, hi, I'm Oprah Winfrey. Like, here's my talk show. I'm going to interview all my guests. So I think that's a really great example for people to look at. And what that also reinforces is that, you know, it's we would do what we love to do for free particularly Mm -hmm. as women in business. But it is really important for us as women in business to honor our worth and to charge our worth and to make money. So, you know, I just want to encourage everybody who's um, listening and struggling with this multi-passionate thing, the sooner you start and pick one or two of these things and monetize them, the the better off you'll be in the long run because you're going to learn, you're going to probably maybe have a little bit of a money story to work through or whatever. But think about Oprah. And, you know, how long her career has been and all the twists and turns it's taken and just keep going back to her as the inspiration for your trajectory and what you want in the long term. Also a keen example of evolution. I mean, if you look at where her business started versus where it is now, I mean, starting as on-air talent and then having a production company and then a magazine and a network. And I mean, it's, it's talk about major evolution. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Before I let you go, I do want to I want to invite everyone to f- figure out how to connect with you. So can you let us know where we can do that? Absolutely. So I'm big on um, Facebook and building a community, Instagram and Twitter as well. So you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Jacqueline Mullen Media. And I do make it a point to share a lot of articles and tips with regard to being an artistpreneur. Um, that's a term that I really like to use. I like that. Yeah, that's, I have to give credit where credit's due. Christina Dunbar, she's amazing. She's awesome. She's the one who has uh, coined that term, or that's who I learned it from. And she's got this whole program for multi-passionate women who are artistpreneurs. Very cool. And then I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well, and that's just at Jacqueline Mullen. And I'm going to spell it for everybody because, believe it or not, it can be misspelled. So it's J-A-C-L-Y-N, like Jacqueline Smith, and the Mullen is M-U-L-L-E-N. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and talking about this because I think it's a really great conversation. What do I want to invite everyone to do now is to head over to the show notes page and leave us a comment or, of course, to Twitter. Uh, just include the hashtag hit the mic and let us know uh, how you're incorporating your sort of multi-passions into either a paying portion, a profitable portion of your business, or just sort of the, the well-roundedness of your brand. I'd love to. I'd love to hear those stories. So thank you again, Jacqueline, for being on the show. Thank you, Stacey. I'm ready for us to, uh, I'm ready for you to be my producer and for me to be the singer and we'll have our record label going. <laughs> I like it. I like it's it. It's a mic uh, records. I love it. Uh, and thanks everybody for listen, listening. I will see you guys next time. Bye.